You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's up, everybody? It's the Junkyard Dogcast. I'm Jake Rowan. It's Wednesday Night Lights with Kip Adams and Rusty Mansell, also of Dogs 24-7. Uh, 8.30, we're live. We're live on Facebook. We're live on Twitter. We're live on YouTube. And we're glad that you guys are with us. We've got a lot to talk about. JT Daniels, some news coming down today. Um, you know, kind of trickling out, I would say. Not necessarily coming down, but trickling out about JT Daniels. We're going to talk about that. Uh, and, and kind of give our opinion on, on what's going on and, and what may transpire against UAB this Saturday uh, because of that. And then we're going to get some mailbag questions and really get after it, give some info, uh, do, some, uh, d- do some digging and, and, and maybe some fooling around here and um, you know try to make this thing entertaining for you guys. But, Rusty, let's just talk about this JT Daniels thing off the top. Um, got two questions for you. One – What's your feeling on the severity of this thing? And two, do you think he's going to play? Uh, don't know. I mean, you're going to throw that question on me when I really want to ask you why are you going to a wedding during football season? It's, hey, man, you know, I, it's, it's in Napa. I've never been to Napa. Okay. And listen, when my man Nate Leckahall gets married, okay, okay. Right. you 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 just go, you stop, you drop everything and go. This is one of right. this is one of those friends. This is okay. one of those friends okay. that you do okay. that for. Those I've got words, about got, three or four of them, but he. This other, is one of. Them. Other words, he's got some damning blackmail. So you better stay on the good list. And you're going to California for his wedding. That's all you got to say. We're good. Uh, so we got. I, I couldn't do this without busting you a little bit about a wedding during football season because I've known you for a long time and I know how much important football season is to you. Yes, so. first home game I've missed since 2014, Clemson. And I had to tear my ACL to miss that one. I didn't know you liked grapes that much. <laughs> oh man! So we'll get back to JT Daniel. Um, Sorry to hijack everything there. Welcome, everybody. Stephen Fowler, good. Uh, let's go. First one in tonight. But, um, you know, from what I know, you know, I talked to you a good bit today, Jake, and we were trying to put together things. Um, you know, I don't know if he's going to play or not. I don't know the severity of it. I'm confident in there is an issue, but I, I do not know uh, the severity of it at this time. I, I just, you know, you look at if it's an oblique like we think it is, um, that's kind of a, a touchy deal there as a as a pitcher and a quarterback because of the torque, you know, and twisting uh, that, that you have to create to to launch something, launch a baseball, launch a football. So, um, you know, it remains to be seen. And listen, players play with injuries all the time. So, you know, it's not worth nobody on Dogs 247 said this guy's not playing Saturday. We have just we feel confident in our sources and what we put together today, especially you, Jake, um, you know, working the phones like you did today that. Um, you know, he's missed some reps this week, and we're confident in saying that. But I don't think you're really going to know until Saturday. But if they roll out Carson Beck, we'll find out what he has. But, um, you know, I hate to steal this term, but really right now it is day-to-day on how we're going to find out uh, if he's there. But we When I wrote it in the story, I said truly day-to-day. <laughs> truly I, I, day-to-day. I don't mean Kirby Smart day-to-day. Yeah, I mean truly yeah. day-to-day. Yeah, so it could be, you know, we're talking about day-to-day before between now and Saturday. Uh, so we'll find out Saturday and we'll see how it goes. But players play with injuries all the time. And in NFL, you got, you got to report all these things. College football, you got to report nothing. So we just kind of rely and put pieces of puzzle together. So we'll find out Saturday and, uh, and, and maybe we'll get a, a, a clearer picture there. But pretty confident 
um, that he has missed some reps this week. And, you know, how much he goes the rest of the week is we'll find out. You know, I want to say this. I haven't talked to a single person yet who has expressed any sort of sense of urgency. Well, okay, sense of urgency may be the wrong word. Anybody who has expressed any big-time concern over this, like, oh, yeah. my God, he could be gone three or four weeks. This is not good. You know, because you'll hear that sometimes, Rusty. When you check with folks about these things, you're like, yeah, it's not good, man. Yeah. Not sounding good. I haven't heard anything like that. Um, that you was know, the first like initial said, thing with Tate Ratledge. That was the first initial thing. Exactly. Thing. On our text, I said, this ain't good. This is not good. And it wound up being a season-ending injury. Right. I have not heard one ounce of that, like you said, toward this injury with JT Daniels or what's going on with him. Right, and I think the the other logical question becomes, was he hurt last week? And yeah, still, I don't know, know that either. You know, yeah. I mean, could he have been hurt during the Clemson game? Maybe. Would he would he play this week if Clemson was actually the team on the schedule, or you know, Georgia had another, um, you know, Power Five team? Listen, I know Alabama's not a kickover, and Kirby would it would would not have loved nothing more than for us to make them the eighty five Bears for him. Um, but, uh, you know, th this is, this is a non-power five game and, you know, just one Georgia should be able to win if, even if it doesn't play well, all that stuff. But at the same time, you also have to kind of look at, you know, just this, this being the, the quarterback situation and, and, you know, listen, the, the, is so much is placed on this position. I kind of, uh, you know, feel bad. I'm going to be at a wedding this week. I'm sending Kip to the game to cover it for me. And now he's going to have to have a JT Daniels pre-write ready. Um, but listen, one thing I want to say before I, because I've got a specific question I want to ask Kip, um, guys, I don't, I don't know that JT Daniels has gotten very much work the last couple of days in practice, but I do know this. He wakes up in the morning. He feels good. He lobbies Kirby smart and, and, you know, I'm not going to say Ron Corson cause I think Ron's back in the building yet, but whoever the medical professional is there wants to go out and play. There's just a decent chance. He's probably going to go out and play. So yep. this is what makes this very unpredictable on our end. We'll follow it as long as we can. Right now, I would lean no because he hadn't gotten a whole lot of reps couple last couple of days. But we'll see how it goes on Thursday because that's when the hay is going to really be put in the barn. Kip, if Georgia has to go to a backup, it's probably going to be Carson Beck. Does Carson Beck have a chance to maybe Jake Fromm this thing? That's that's been the discussion all day on the junkyard. Is is this 2017 all over again? And you know, I I gotta lean towards no, just because I mean, again, we've talked about the Blazers and them having a top 10, top 15 defense the the last three or four years. But this isn't Notre Dame on the road. You know, this is at home. Uh, you know, against a team that Georgia should be more talented than at every position on the field. So for Georgia. You know, it, it provides an opportunity, if anything, for their other quarterbacks to get experience. If Carson Beck goes out there and, you know, and, and plays three quarters of the snaps and you mix in maybe a little bit of freshman Brock Vandegrift, you're able to get guys valuable experience that can help them down the road. But really, you know, I don't think you're going to learn enough from this game for this to be, you know, a quarterback competition. And, and as you, you know, as you guys were – speculating and that's all we can do is speculate because we don't know but you know if JT Daniels was hurt earlier in camp it kind of sheds a whole new light on the Clemson game you know and how many throws he had down the field and how many times JT threw 15 20 yards down the field in that game how they utilize him if he was playing hurt then it's just a different a completely different narrative on him so I think in this game 
you know, if, if it's Carson Beck going out there, I think it's just valuable for Curry Smart to get film on him, but also to to put film on there and Brock Vandergriff. And if you're if you're given a different look, if you have a different package for these guys, it makes it harder for opposing defenses because now they got a scheme for the possibility of those quarterbacks coming in. So they give you different looks, and that that gives you value overall as far as just being unpredictable on offense and showing other teams like these are these are the looks you have to prepare for if we play multiple quarterbacks in a, in a game for any reason down the road. So I think, I think there's a lot of value in playing other quarterbacks regardless, but I don't think you're going to learn anything from this game that creates a quarterback competition moving forward. If Carson Beck's or Brock Vandegrift starting in Jacksonville, you know, then, then, then something, something's going on if he's hurt for multiple weeks. But as of right now, all we have is JT Daniels is missing reps in practice and that's all we can really go go with as far as you know whether there's an actual quarterback competition moving forward. Well said, Kip. Very well said. I think that that encapsulates kind of this situation perfectly. Is you're just looking at a different style game, and you know who knows? Like I said, if Georgia was playing Notre Dame this week, a game of that magnitude, would JT Daniels be available? Because again, nothing we're hearing at this particular time doesn't mean it won't get that way. Doesn't mean it won't linger on longer. Rusty, because that's absolutely a possibility. Just don't know. Aggravate it, whatever. But for right now, it just that that vibe that that you know this ain't good type thing is just not there regarding this thing. No, no, no. I think it's kind of a just find out if he, if he does play Saturday. Again, on this, you know, you don't know the severity of it. Nothing like we uh, reported with Tate Rattlett. We knew we knew quickly that was not a good situation, and it wound up being a seasoning seizing ending injury. So uh, we're just we're just true day to day, and the good thing about this type of situation is you'll find out Saturday, um, you know how many reps he's able to take, and if he misses any reps at all, or if he doesn't play at all. So it's one of those deals. We kind of report what we know as that together, but uh, the final answer will be Saturday night, and we'll be able to talk with Coach Smart afterwards. You guys will be able to and and find out what's going on there, uh, if anything. So. You know, it is what it is, and, and we, you know, this is a good thing about this, is this thing will be answered in a couple of days. Absolutely. A little earlier than we normally do it, but let's jump into a break here real quick, and then on the other side, we're going to dig into some mailbag questions. I'm talking about, like, waist deep, maybe neck deep, maybe <laughs> eyeball deep, one of those. We're going to get into some mailbag questions, but let's take a break. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride-or-die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, 
eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right. Mailbag questions. Let's jump right in. Hunker down. Says, what's the one area where the Georgia defense has some work to do? I'd say run defense, probably. They got to figure out how to stop the run at some point this year. No, I mean, I listen, I'll jump in here first. It's uh, – I mean, I think it's on the outside at cornerback. I think you've got to try and do a better job of limiting penalties, making plays on the football, gain some confidence out there at that cornerback position. And also, just in general, depth in the secondary. Rusty, what you got? I agree. Got to find some guys, get some reps in. You know, I went back and watched the game the second half today a little bit more. and, And, you know, he threw DJ threw a really, really good ball against Darian Kendrick as an out route. And he threw a timing route and, you know, Darian Kendrick just lost him for a second and he threw a great ball. But other than that, almost every completion that Clemson had, somebody was hanging all over them, mm-hmm. contested ball. They were right there. Tackle, you know, uh, we're getting real picky and saying that, you know, and the reason we're being real picky because it didn't happen much. You know, Nicobe Dean missed one tackle in space on Will Shipley to move the chains, you know, 12, 13 yard play. But other than that, with Georgia's defense, I think you got to get some depth in the secondary. Uh, but man, those, those, that front seven is, again, we can say it every single show. That's the, that's the secondary's best friend because they don't have to cover for long at all. I mean, those guys are coming. Um, I didn't realize how many, Jake, I guess they called it double A gap blitz, where both of the backers come right there uh, off the nose guard. Same, you know, just the, the A gap on either side. Yeah, a little cross dog type thing. I, did, I didn't realize how many times. I didn't realize how many times they did that. I mean, yeah, they, over they, and over. They, they brought those guys in a stack, you know, cross and um, man, that is that is tough to deal with. That you know, DJ DJ had a couple of seconds on that third, that last play, that fourth and five. I mean, dude, they were on him so quick and flushed him out of the pocket. And really, it wouldn't have been a first down, but it was an easy throw. And the reason he couldn't set his feet is because N'Kobe Dean was hanging all over him. He had to do what he could do just to get rid of the ball. And, um, you know, Chris Smith was standing right there to make the play, which had been short of the, the yard anyway. But uh, that secondary, we got to get some you, you got to get some depth there, get some reps. And you would hope uh, for George's case, they get ahead this weekend, able to do that. But. This UAB team, man, is tougher than some people may think. I'm, I'm telling you, they're they're a lot better than people think. And uh, this might be, in my opinion, uh, the toughest game left in in September. I mean, this game is going to be no joke. Uh, this is a very very good defensive team. Um, you know, can they move the ball? I don't know, but they're going to be really really good on defense. So we'll see what Georgia can do. But good back to the original question. I think you got to find a little bit of depth in the secondary, and hopefully Georgia can get out of front enough to get some guys in some reps there. Dan Jackson played a lot this weekend. That was a guy. Uh, but, you know, you want to see if, you know, Nylon Green, some of those guys can get in, play some corner, uh, see where they're at, some of those younger safeties and that type of thing, see where, see where they are as far as depth-wise. Hey, Rusty, I'm the last person who needs to be calling you out on something like this, but what, what's DJ's last name? <sighs> I've, I've, I've messed it up for five years. So I messed I it up on the last pod. I mean, it's it's – you know, it's not – is it Ungalele? I can't – Uli Ungalele. Uli Ungalele. Uli Ungalele. I remember sitting in Texas – I'm drunk. – at dinner Sorry. with Barton Simmons. 
and we sit there and we ask him as he walked through the lobby one night and we the kid was telling us how to do it and i've met i've, I've missed it ever since then i've still oh, never got it right. so i, I mean he's see, literally I telling see, us i can see you and barton simmons and barton like, so, it's, so it's ooey um, yes uh, yeah so barton yeah. got it quickly yeah i'm not i'm not an ivy league guy so go harvard I knew at that moment forever he was going to be DJ to me. So yeah. DJ, DJ, no, he's DJ. Listen, man, I still, I still kind of marbles in my mouth try to get it out, but I, I went through this past off season like, and I listened to to Mike Tarico say it, and I listened to other people say, it, and I was like, okay, and I practiced it over yeah. and over and over again, and if it wasn't for that, it would be like you know it'd come out as just like you know. Steve Carell and uh, Man, it Bruce was, Almighty. Blah, 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 blah. I have uh, I have waved the white flag with DJ's last name. <laughs> Kip, so. you're usually pretty good at finding these kind of little nuggets that 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 we don't see. Do you have an issue? You have an issue on the defense you can point out that we may not realize. With it's it, overall, it's just the fact that there's one game, so you don't have enough tape to really know what you got, and you haven't been tested in a lot of ways. I mean, no offense to Braden Galloway and the tight ends they have, but. You know, Georgia hasn't been tested in coverage over the middle. You know, uh, is there, you know, a guy in the conference that's going to emerge as an explosive tight end that could pro- that could maybe find holes underneath and, and put them in situations if if they're doing if they're blitzing their inside backers. You know, how are Adam Anderson? How are the outside guys? Are they going to be able to drop back? You know, how how are the, these safeties going to be in coverage? And so I just think that. You know, Clemson's wide receiving core, they were banged up. I mean, they were talented, bigger guys. We talked about the size they had, but they did. I mean, just like Georgia in this game, that they did not really try to stretch the field that much. And they, I mean, when they did, you know, there were a couple penalties here and there. So you don't really know at that aspect, you know, what Georgia has, you know, what Georgia has over the middle and as far as speed. I mean, those are just two aspects. You don't really know it vertically how they're going to do or over the middle. And, I mean, at the same time, just really a dynamic run game. You know, they they really handled Clemson's offensive line and negated the running backs from doing anything, but they may face guys that emerge as more talented backs this year. So how are they going to do when there's a guy that can kind of do a little bit of everything, that can take it outside, take it inside, catch passes out of the backfield, a more active screen game? You know, they're going to see maybe different looks or, you know, more complex looks that could catch them off guard. So I just think overall, just the one game, we know that they stopped one rushing attack from a team that was a preseason top five team. But come week 12, week 13, we might be seeing a completely different tune because there might be some teams that emerge in this conference that just have really, really strong run games. You know, like, again, Kentucky, that's a team that, you know, could give them some fits in that game. It could could expose some some aspects that maybe later on in the year that they might have to work on. Kentucky was pretty fun to watch on Saturday. Yeah. Wondell Robinson, Ali, uh, jo- I can't remember his last first name. The the Ali kid was really good. Chris Rodriguez is a stud. Um, you know, they've got some really good football players. That's going to be a fun one to watch. A uh, fun team to watch, kind of develop. Uh, Kang the Closer, Kang, K-A-N-G, like Kang Kirby. The King the Closer, if Pickens does decide to return this season and take snaps for Georgia, what is a realistic timeline? Do you see him get snaps for the SEC championship game, get prepared for that potential game? 
Listen, not Dr. James Andrews. I don't know Dr. And- not if Dr. Dr. James Andrews could could tell you at this point, but I'll say this: Devod Wilson hurt himself on the second or third practice of spring when he was at Georgia. He was cleared by the end of October. With Devod Wilson, he didn't know what to do. He had never played college football. He had never played in that defense. So George Pickens doesn't really have to deal with that. But every timeline's different. George Pickens could be ready a week sooner, two weeks later, ten weeks later. We don't know. So that's that's kind of one there. Guys, you got anything to chime in with there? I think that pretty much kind of wraps up in, that one as far as we know. Injury-wise, it's all speculation. The only thing you could hang your hat on is the fact that he's still there and doing it. You know, the yeah. fact that he's still participating in everything, the fact that he's there taking, you know, still doing his schoolwork and, and you know, participating and whether he's, you know, just running routes out there, running in a straight line. I mean, it's it's progress, but you can't really know until, you know, he's able to, to get physically cleared. And there's just never a timeline on that. So you can't predict a return from that injury. All you can do is say is that the possibility still exists. And until until he walks away from the program, until Kirby says, guys, he's done, then that's that's all you can work with is that it's possible that, that George Pickens returns this season. And, I mean, I'll, I'll say it, that's a little bit brighter than what we thought when the injury first happened back in March. I mean, we thought for sure he's done. And it still could be possible that he decides just to save it and, you know, f- roll the dice on the combine and, and let the chips fall where they may. But, you know, as of right now, He's still plugged in and doing what he needs to do. So if Georgia's playing important football in December, then maybe he has a chance he comes back if he's ready. I mean, it's not really up to him right now. It's just up to how this thing heals and how how everything goes as far as the rehab. Got anything, Rusty? I'm I'm seven day one. I would be surprised if George Pickens plays again at Georgia, but I I would not rule that completely out at this point, no. you know, I heard Buck Ballou talk about it today on 680 The Fan, and he said, listen, there's going to be a lot of people in his ear telling him don't play, and that's that's facts. So uh, you get to a point to where you get into a – you don't want to get into a situation where you're fighting between these people and George and you. So every, in a situation like this, everybody has to be on the same page, going in the same direction. So uh, it is a positive, though, that he's in class – uh, I know he's doing his rehab at Georgia. He's doing his rehab and has been. Uh, was there all summer. So the, the, the option's there. I think that's the best news of the day. The option is there for George Pickens if he gets cleared um, to to entertain the opportunity to come back at some point in the season. So I would be surprised. However, the opportunity is still open uh, with him being in Athens and him in class. And I think that meaningful football thing is a big part of it. You know, if you, I mean, sitting there undefeated, eight and zero or whatever, and he's got a chance to come back and help, that really helps Georgia's chances. Of, you know, lose yep. a couple games, find a way to squander a couple, and yep. you know, there's no need for it. You know, there's there's just yep. no. I, I don't know that I would you know advise him to at that point. Uh, Chuck Nasty, Chuck, Chuck Nasty. Nasty posts a lot on the on the junkyard, and we appreciate it. Which offensive skill player sees the most improvement from week one to week two? I got Jermaine Burton. Who you got, Kip? You're muted, I'll go, Kip. I'll go with A.D. Mitchell. I think that, uh, hey, if the offense is, you know, tossing the ball downfield a little bit more, I think maybe he gets a couple targets and, and he comes out there and maybe makes a couple plays, uh, you know, down the sideline and, and breaks a tackle or two. I just think that he's a guy that, you know, got a couple looks in week one. I, I think at home. 
Sanford Stadium, you know, if they're if they're throwing the ball a little bit more, trying just trying to get some more film down, he's a guy that could really make a couple big plays down the field and and uh, you know show show out as as far as a blocker too on the outside because I mean again that was something where they were they were trying different guys out there to see who can you know who can hold their own out there and you know you got mixed results there from a couple guys but if he's showing out in practice. He'll get a chance to do it in the game, and if he does well in the game, I think he'd be rewarded with some plays thrown his way as well. So I like A.D. Mitchell in this game. Rusty, who's your man? I won't say like most improved, but I'll say increased chances. I'll go with uh, Kendall Milton. I think Kendall Milton's a guy that's going to get more touches. I think he – everything that Zamir White brought to the game and some of those physical runs that he – that he put on at the end of the game. I mean, we know who Zamir White is, and he's going to be a big part of this offense, no question. But history shows that Georgia always has two backs. They find a way to have two backs, and I think Kendall Milton's that guy. Um, I know they're trying to find ways to get James Cook involved. They're going to have to create a little more with him and not just know kind of what's coming um, with him. But um, I just think Kendall Milton's that guy. I think Kendall Milton, um, you know, you don't ever want to wish an injury on anybody, but the kid he ran over at Clemson has had, had shoulder surgery on Monday. I mean, that's how physical Kendall Milton is, and he's got a little bit more twitch to him. I just really think that uh, they're going to get him lathered up this weekend with Zamir White, and I think he'll get a big dose of, of those two. All right, Q Dog 22 says, what are you looking for in the offense this week? Well, if we'd have done this yesterday, <laughs> I'd had a different <laughs> a different thing. Um, you know, listen, I think Georgia's I think that Georgia's at a stage in its schedule, you're gonna see some bully ball. We, we, you know, with JT Daniels not hundred percent healthy, even if you got Carson back in there. Listen, I know listen, I get it. Fans, you you're gonna wanna you're gonna say, get the ball to the receivers, to build a rapport, get them some reps, all that stuff. And I, and I think you will. I think you're going to see some balance. But I'm really looking for Georgia to run the football I'm, because I think that's Georgia's quickest path to victory to a, to an undefeated September, which should, by all intents and purposes, happen. Run the football. Get it, get it established. Get it going. Get that offensive line some confidence. Obviously, try to be as balanced as you can and, and get that passing game some work. But run the football. That's what I'm looking for. What you got, Rusty? Go run the football. Everything you said and the junkyard, people get mad and upset. And I, we, I understand the pulse of all this. Georgia's going to run the football this weekend, and they're going to get, and you're going to get a big dose of Kendall Milton and Zamir White. I don't care who's the quarterback. Uh, they're going to run the football. Uh, they're going to try to move those guys out of the way. And I don't think it's going to be quote unquote old man football, but they're going to run the football. That's going to be a primary thing this weekend. I, I truly believe that. They got to get some guys healthy on the edge and, and get some guys, you know, get some guys in there. So, no, they're not going to rush the ball 60 times, but it's going to be more heavy run, I think, uh, just because of listen, I think that was the best quote you could say, Jake. It's the quickest path to victory this weekend. And at the end of the day, they're trying to get a W and get on to the next one. So, uh, we'll see what happens this weekend. But, you know, you got an SEC, you got a, a, your first SEC game next weekend, home game, Shane Beamer. I'm expecting South Carolina to be 2-0 and coming here for a night game. So I think you'll see the playbook completely wide open that game. But my particular prediction this weekend is you're going to see a heavy dose of those running backs, and they're going to, they're going to wear this team down as the game goes on. Speak to me, Kip. Uh, I, 
no turnovers, man. They're, they should be able to go out there and, and do what they need to do and control the time of possession and just get out of there healthy. I mean, we're talking about guys that were banged up heading into last week, and now we have, you know, some potential different injuries this week. I, I think what I'm looking for in the offense is to play clean football and just, you know, get out of there injury-free. So, you know, do we do we get Darnell Washington back? Probably not. But, I mean, do we get some more guys in there who can, who can show them a little bit more? Some Like you said, some guys at receiver – you know, rotate some guys in at tight end. You, we saw a lot of Brock Bowers in week one, you know, but, you know, you got some other guys in the team that, that have a chance to really show they can play some important football down the road, and this is an opportunity for them to get in there and, and, and make some big plays. And so I just want to see some cohesiveness and also just see, you know, what the offensive line looks like. You know, who, who's going to be in there, uh, you know, if Jamari Sawyer's moving in, you know, do we see a lot of Broderick Jones at left tackle? That's a big one right there. I want to see what he brings to the table at left tackle, a guy that obviously has been talked about a lot, highly thought of recruit coming in, very talented, deep offensive line room. He's been, you know, getting experience every week in practice. Does he get his, you know, first career start at left tackle? That's something I really want to know. And if he does, I mean, how does he look out there? Because, you know, that's that's the future right there. Guys like him and Amarius Mims, you know, if they're going to be your, your bookends down the road, then you definitely want to see what you got in some of your – you know, your younger, younger offensive linemen as well as the receivers. Dirty Bird Forever says, who makes a better chicken biscuit for breakfast, Chick-fil-A or Bojangles? Uh, this last question of the show, Chick-fil-A, we'll see you guys later. I'm just, oh, just my God. We're not, we're not gonna go <laughs> you know better than that. Uh, no, uh, I don't know, man. It's six, one, half dozen for other, me. I, I don't like the biscuit at Chick-fil-A, but I think the actual piece of chicken is better. So if you take the ch- piece of chicken – and put we're it wasting. on Bojangles biscuit. I'm ready to roll. Jake, we're wasting minutes. We're wasting minutes. We're, Chick-fil-A or Bojangles, Rusty? I mean, why, why are we asking that question? I mean, you go to Chick-fil-A for lunch. That number one. We give, strong. we give the people what they want. You don't you don't pull into Chick-fil-A before 11, 11 a.m. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like going to it's like watching JV basketball tryouts. It's, it's not good. Okay. You don't go into Chick-fil-A before 11 a.m. Their best work is done after 11 a.m. Oh, man. So, I think they stopped serving breakfast at 1030. Yeah, so. right, whatever. You don't pull in there. Bojangles is just – it's undefeated. Chick-fil-A chicken, egg, and cheese muffin. Don't sleep on it. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. saying. I mean, that is – that's you're you're going to a wedding on football season. Don't dig yourself any deeper right now. Let's go to the next <laughs> question. Wild card is Martin's. Yeah, Martin's is good, man. Martin's is good. Stripling's got a good chicken biscuit, too. Got one coming to Jefferson, by the way. Arcade, actually. Uh, all right. Vinyl Dog. Listen, I love this question, and I love answering this question. Do coaches prepare for UAB like they would an SEC matchup? Would love to get an honest answer. My honest answer is if there's a difference, you wouldn't be able to tell it. That's right. Like, sure, there may be some extra film study or something like that, but, guys, this is a culture thing, okay? If you want your team to go out there and be prepared for the Vandys and the UABs and the Charleston Southerns of the world, and you want them to take it seriously and use that week to get better, you've got to treat them all the same. Because if you don't, and I think this is something that maybe the previous staff under Mark Rick, at times they're late in the, late in the game, maybe they dealt with a little bit. Um, if you don't prepare for every game the same, then you kind of lose your ability to be consistent and get better every week. And so, yeah, uh, it's very, very, very close to the exact same preparation. Rusty, you got anything on that? 
Yeah, I mean, Georgia's got a thousand analysts. Alabama has a thousand analysts. LSU's got a thousand analysts. You know what those guys do during offseason? They break down tape on every single team to all, you know, everybody, from what I understand, talking to multiple different staffs, you basically take a week as a staff in the offseason and you watch that team and you'll meet on Friday and say, this is how we, if we were playing them next week, this would be the game plan. So you already have those folders, they already have the game plan late, and they'll come out and they'll change some things up when you see tape. But, you know, I know Arkansas, for example, talking to some of their guys this summer at a football camp, they told me they would take a team a week and they would pretend like they were playing that team a week later and you would break down film, defense would meet, offense would meet, you would meet together as a staff, and, and everybody does that. So you don't sit here and go, you know, we're not going to take this game serious. Now, as you get on later to the year, so let's just not beat around the bush. If you get into a Charleston Southern game and you got Georgia Tech, you know, a week later, you may not take a full week on Charleston Southern and may peep ahead a little bit and do some work on Tech. You used to do that for sure when they ran the triple. Uh, but something like that. But UAB, not a chance. Got Georgia's full attention. I know it's got that coaching staff's attention because UAB, they're 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 pretty they're pretty salty little bunch now watching them, um, and they beat a team in Jacksonville State that usually gives one team a year a little bit of scare, um, you know, and playing teams they beat Mississippi one year, went down to Florida and played Florida to the buzzer one time. So uh, UAB beat Mississippi State with a bunch of transfers, a couple of SEC kids, Clemson quarterback transfer beyond I think thirty one to nothing. So you know they they have Georgia's full attention and, and Georgia's. Buttsmere building, complete staff has been all in on preparing for UAB. Got anything to add to that, Kip? Yeah, I mean, again, the the preparation doesn't change, and definitely the intensity and in practice doesn't change. The only thing that might change is, I mean, just the playbook. You know, what 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 looks are they giving other schools? And that's the only thing that may change this week. They're not going to give, you know, again, the Auburn, the Tennessee, the Floridas of the league – too much, you know, too much to look at. They might give them something different, some different wrinkles just to throw them some curveballs, but they're not, you know, they're not, they're not going to utilize the whole playbook against UAB knowing that, you know, they need to save some things. But as far as how you prepare and, and how the intensity and practice, I mean, how you practice is how you play. I mean, that's the mentality and, and what Kirby Smart has tried to say about changing the culture of Georgia. And this is exactly how you prove that by not laying an egg and by not going out there and, and looking like maybe, you know, you, you went out too late on Friday and, and didn't get enough sleep. I mean, th this team can't come out there and, and and walk through this and sleepwalk through this because UAB won't play around. I mean, they're just they're not going to. They're going out there trying to compete and win and they, and they have enough speed on defense to give Georgia some issues on that side of the football. So they have to be ready with a solid game plan. I just don't think it's going to be too much of a game plan compared to, you know, some of the teams they're going to play this year that they, you know, they know they might be challenged on both sides of the ball by. All right. There was no warning, but that's going to be our last question. We're going to wrap it up with that. Uh, I got to get ready to get on a jet plane. Got to, got to get some bags packed, uh, get that kind of thing going. Got to find my dust, my suit off because I uh, dust my dancing shoes off going to a wedding. Uh, I'm not embarrassed. I ain't, I ain't embarrassed. I ain't embarrassed. I ain't embarrassed. I've never been wine drunk before. It's happening. So, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. What time's, your flight? what time's your flight Sunday back cross country? Uh, 
we leave at like 11 and I, I mean, it takes like a half day to get back. It was yeah. like, man, when I flew back from the Rose Bowl, I was like, a, I took the red eye basically. Like I mm. flew out at like 9.50. I got back to Atlanta. I flew out at 9.50. It was 75 degrees in California when I flew out. On January the 2nd in Atlanta, it was 17 degrees at about 5, about at 5 a.m. in the morning. And I, all of my stuff was packed up. Everything was packed. I, I didn't have, I mean, I didn't, mm. and I didn't have anything heavy anyway. I thought I was going to freeze to death finding my truck in the, in the, uh, in the parking garage. So I don't thanks, like that. Hey, we just, went over, went over, we just went over a thousand subscribers. Um, yeah. Awesome. Thanks, thanks everybody. Um, you know, we got a, we got a great producer that's helping us do this now. Um, we got some special things going on. I don't even know how in the hell, but I think we're the, the, the largest, uh, most watched UGA podcast. Kip sent us the rankings from Apple Podcast, and we're we're I think we're buying points. I don't know if we're buying votes or not, but uh, thank everybody that's doing that, and then for all the down for downloads and uh, thanks everybody. This thing is just blown up uh, last dollar couple bills. Of weeks. Dollar bills, uh, but you know we got a real good producer in Jordan and doing some good things for us. And uh, thanks for everybody subscribed. Uh, got a th- like over a thousand in what two and a half weeks. So. You know, quick thank you to everybody. Quick shout out and uh, appreciate. I see all the comments. We're going to work towards uh, maybe doing something. We can handle all these comments. I see everything to the right. Everybody, Jake, I even saw either your mom or somebody's in there that said Jake Rowe for Senate. So I don't know what's going on there, but somebody got you a good uh, a scandal waiting to happen. Somebody bro. got you. Uh, that background check would be sweet with it. Scandal. Uh, Jake, <laughs> Jake Rowe for Senate. So you got you got at least one fan out there. But we're gonna work on getting uh, more interactive with you guys on those comments. And Mark Gaffney. Mark Gaffney gave you a Senate vote. Thanks, man. Mark. Appreciate it. We need so, to hang out sometime. So, but uh, mm-hmm. thanks. Just want to say quick thank you to everybody, and this is we got more coming of this. All right, guys, let's close this thing up. I'm Jake Rowe with Dogs Twenty Four Seven. Kip Adams and Rusty Mansell from the same place. Take it easy. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply.